Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all. This is Every Day's a Holiday. Good morning, happy Saturday, February 27th, and welcome to Every Day's a Holiday, a daily podcast calendar giving you a reason to celebrate every day of the year. Today's holiday is Pokemon Day. Oh yeah. The first Pokemon games, Pokemon Red and Blue, were first released in Japan exactly 25 years ago today. If you don't know what Pokemon is, get the heck out of here right now. Okay, now if you stuck around and you still don't know what Pokemon is, I'll explain it anyway. Pokemon, short for Pocket Monsters, is a series of role-playing video games developed by Game Freak and published by Nintendo, involving a child leaving home at the age of 10 to capture and tame super-powered wild animals, and then pit them against other super-powered wild animals. You would famously start the games by choosing between adopting a fire-breathing salamander, a water-spewing turtle, or a horny toad with a cabbage on its back. I missed out on the opportunity to play Pokemon Red and Blue, and my first Pokemon game was Pokemon Silver on my Game Boy Advanced. I got about as far as Goldenrod City and got stuck because I was too young and dumb at the time to figure out how to get past Sotowoodo. Apparently all you needed to do was get the watering can from somebody at the bicycle shop, I think? Either way, I stopped playing the game and didn't return to it for years. But in middle school, that's when I really got into the Pokemans. And then right back off of it, because for a time during high school, I thought Pokemon wasn't cool. But eventually, I finally stopped giving a crap about what people thought about me and embraced playing the Pokemon game. And now I have many friends who love Pokemon. Thanks, college. Obviously, the original Pokemon game became immensely popular very early on, and just over a year after the video game's release, it was adapted into an anime series that now has over 1,100 episodes. That's 1,162 episodes over the course of 23 seasons, as well as 23 feature-length films. The most recent Pokemon film was released on Christmas Day 2020 in Japan, and it's called Pokemon the Movie, Secrets of the Jungle. The internet has speculated that this film is just an expanded upon recycling of the plot of Indigo League Episode 34, The Kangaskhan Kid, but I will still gladly watch it when it's released in America sometime this year. Pokemon has also broken into the mobile gaming sphere with its epic release of Pokemon Go in the summer of 2016. Oh man, I remember going out with my college friends and just walking around a nearby outlet mall. We basically walked laps around the mall with hundreds of other Pokemon fanatics all catching Gen 1 Pokemon. Wild times. This is obviously a holiday that I am super excited about, so to celebrate, I'm going to get outside and play a little Pokemon Go for the first time in probably over a year. If you'd like to celebrate Pokemon Day as well, go download the Pokemon Go app if you haven't already and catch some Pokemon. Or dust off your old Game Boy and play one of the original Pokemon games. Or watch an episode, old or new, of the Pokemon anime series. You've got tons of options today, guys. So happy Pokemon Day, everyone. I'll just play you into the next segment with a little Poke Rap. Zubat, Prime, Meowth, Onyx, Geodude, Rapidash, Magneton, Snorlax, Gengar, Tingala, Golding, Spinroll, Weezing, Seal, Gyarados, Slowbro! Now, let's take a look back through the years to see what happened on this day in history. 
On this day, 40 years ago, Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder recorded their hit single, Ebony and Ivory. Paul McCartney wrote the song at his farm in Scotland about the ebony and ivory keys of a piano, as well as the larger altruistic message of integration and racial harmony. In the early 1980s, race relations in the United States were improving. The Civil Rights Act and the Fair Housing Act had both been signed over a decade prior, and the Loving Ruling Act of 1967 had legalized interracial marriage nationwide. Ebony and Ivory reassured many people that black and white communities were working toward unity. The song itself strived for a reprieve from racial tension, and it offered direction and hope. Paul McCartney demoed the song in late 1980 and promptly hit up Stevie Wonder to give it a listen. He said, I listened to the song, and I liked it very much. I felt it was positive for everybody. I won't say it demands of people to reflect upon it, but it politely asks the people to reflect upon life in using the terms of music, this melting pot of many different people. And on February 27, 1981, Stevie and Paul convened at Air Studios in Montserrat under the guidance of producer George Martin and recorded the song over the course of the next three days. On May 15, 1982, Ebony and Ivory took the top spot on the Billboard Hot 100 and stayed there for seven whole weeks. Somewhat incredibly, in retrospect, Paul McCartney was actually worried that the song wouldn't be relevant. While writing it, many of the racial problems that had been a focus of the national dialogue during the 50s and 60s seemed to have already been solved, and he feared that decrying racism could be seen as old-fashioned or out of touch. He later admitted, When I wrote the song, I thought, maybe we don't need to keep talking about black and white. Maybe the problem is solved. Maybe I missed the boat. Maybe it should have been written in the 60s, this song. But after I'd written and recorded it, you look around and there's still tension. And even now, four decades after Ebony and Ivory was first recorded, there are still racial tensions all around the world. The silver lining is that it has gotten better. And if we can accept that we are all just sacks of flesh and blood, held upright by a structure of bones and ligaments and muscles, and stop caring about each other's melanin pigment levels, Maybe we can finally live together in perfect harmony. Happy recording day, Paul and Stevie. Now, it's time to commemorate the births of famous or infamous individuals in our next segment, Life and Legacy. Today is the 119th anniversary of the birth of American novelist John Steinbeck. John Erst Steinbeck Jr. was born on February 27, 1902 in Salinas, California, to Olive Hamilton and John Hurst Steinbeck Sr., John Steinbeck is the author of several books that many of us had to read in high school English class, Of Mice and Men, and The Grapes of Wrath, to be precise. But he also had many other famous novels, like East of Eden, Cannery Row, The Pearl, and so much more. In total, well, if you just Google how many novels did John Steinbeck write, it comes back with, quote, at least 13. So he wrote at least 13 novels, but... It could have been 15, or 72, or 12,649 and a half? Biography.com was a bit more specific, saying that he wrote 31 books over the course of his career. No thanks to his dog. Apparently, Steinbeck's first draft of Of Mice and Men was eaten by his dog Max. Everyone's a critic. Despite Max's harsh review of Steinbeck's first literary work, several of his novels later became award winners like Grapes of Wrath, which won the 1940 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction. 
Steinbeck not only wrote amazing novels, but he also wrote one of the finest love letters in all of literature. A letter in response to his son, Tom, who had asked for some parental love advice. Here's a piece of it. Dear Tom, we had your letter this morning. I will answer it from my point of view, and of course Elaine will from hers. First, if you are in love, that's a good thing. That's about the best thing that can happen to anyone. Don't let anyone make it small or light for you. Second, there are several kinds of love. One is a selfish, mean, grasping, egotistical thing which uses love for self-importance. This is the ugly and crippling kind. The other is an outpouring of everything good in you, of kindness and consideration and respect. Not only the social respect of manners, but the greater respect which is recognition of another person as unique and valuable. The first kind can make you sick and small and weak, but the second can release in you a strength and courage and goodness and even wisdom you didn't even know you had. You say this is not puppy love. If you feel so deeply, of course it isn't puppy love. If you love someone, there is no possible harm in saying so. Only, you must remember that some people are very shy, and sometimes the saying must take that shyness into consideration. Girls have a way of knowing or feeling what you feel, but they usually like to hear it also. It also sometimes happens that what you feel is not returned for one reason or another, but that does not make your feeling less valuable and good. Lastly, I know your feeling because I have it, and I am glad you have it too. We will be glad to meet Susan. She will be very welcome. Your mother knows about love too, and maybe she can give you more help than I can. And don't worry about losing. If it is right, it happens. The main thing is not to hurry. Nothing good gets away. Love, Fa. Just beautiful. Happy birthday, John Steinbeck. Lastly, let's find out what listeners like you are celebrating today in our final segment, Listener Celebrations. Today, Sarah is celebrating being four years clean. Before that, she hadn't taken a bath since 2003, so keep up the good work, Sarah. Patty is celebrating her birthday and her retirement. She used to run with the Swiss bobsled team during the 1988 Olympics, and she was the greatest canal boat storyteller in all the land. Happy birthday, Patty. Jessica is celebrating her 27th birthday. Her and her boyfriend Mac, whose birthday we celebrated just a few days ago, just went on a camper van trip together, and I got the chance to talk to them on the phone for the first time in a very long time. It was great to hear from you both, and happy birthday, Jessica. And lastly, Logan is also celebrating his 27th birthday. It's been Logan's life goal to learn a new Mozart symphony every year, and this year, he successfully mastered Mozart's 27th symphony. Wow, great work, Logan. I'm still impressed that he was able to learn the first symphony when he was one. Thank you all for sharing your celebrations with us. If you'd like me to share your celebration on the show, contact me on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at everydaysaholidaypod, or send me an email to everydaysaholidaypod at gmail.com. Just tell me what you're celebrating and when you're celebrating it so we can all celebrate you together. And a quick reminder that February is Black History Month in the United States and Canada. I have pledged to donate $50 this month to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund. 
to help provide legal assistance to black Americans who can't afford it and to advance the cause of racial justice and equality. If you are interested in contributing as well, please go to act.naacpldf.org to donate. If you want more information about the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, go back to the February monthly mention episode of this podcast. Thank you for joining me for Pokemon Day and the rest of today's celebrations, everyone. Special thanks to AJ Curtin for composing the music for Every Day's a Holiday. Please rate and review Every Day's a Holiday on Apple or Google Podcasts to let me know what you think of the show, or just pass it along to a friend. And tune in tomorrow to see what there is to celebrate on February 28th. Enjoy today, and catch you tomorrow.